to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. Jesus, we're grateful for you and we're grateful for all that you are doing in our midst around us. And we look to you for all things right now. Holy Spirit, would you guide our conversations, would you engage our hearts and our minds and our spirits today that we might walk away from this place having encountered you in just a brand new way. We're so grateful that you are still in charge and you are still moving and you are still acting all around us and would you help us be in tune with what you're up to. So we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Dear 2022, God is still speaking, and he's actually still speaking through the scriptures. I know this this book known as the Bible is incredibly controversial, and it's been used for all kinds of screwy things over the years, and people find it disturbing, and people find it confusing, and people find it irrelevant at times when they're reading through it, but it actually has the opposite effect for many people as well. There are people who call it one of the most powerful expressions of God's voice in their life. They've said that it's transformed how they see the world. So many people use it as a platform for how they engage their life. And in fact, the, the, the scriptures themselves actually make some wild claims, like it is the actual word of God, that, that when you read it, it will actually set you free, that when you engage it, it will illuminate your life, that it will lead you towards life, that it will actually keep you from trouble. Some wild claims, right, for a book to make about itself. And what I love about what we call the, the, specifically the New Testament in the scriptures, the, the, the more modern version in this that we talk about is, is that almost all of them were written as letters. They were written as letters from an individual to a specific group of people in a specific location for a specific purpose in a specific time. And they, they address real life circumstances that were happening in real time with real people. And look, when you read through the scriptures, they they address so many different things. Some parts of these letters were incredibly scandalous. I mean, when you read through Corinthians, it basically starts out by saying, hey, before we get to like the deep theological things, I got to talk to you about this guy who's actually having sex with his mother-in-law. And I mean, he just starts out with that. Who starts out a letter with that, right? I mean, kind of scandalous to start out the scriptures in there. Most of you probably didn't know that was in the scriptures, but there you go. It talks about all kinds of cultural and justice issues, whether it's dealing with women or indentured servants or slave. It talks about morality issues, dealing with marriage and sexuality and business and money. It talks about relationships around forgiveness and loving fully and family and how to engage conflict. But all of this were addressed. It's addressed in letters to specific people in specific times, in specific spaces, in specific circumstances. Now you would think that would make that irrelevant to us today because the books in the scriptures, like the letters to the Philippians, 
You would think that would be just for them and not for us. Or the letter to Corinth would be just for the Corinthians and not for us. Or the letters to the Ephesians would be just for those in Ephesus and not to us today. But ironically, because they were addressed to specific people in specific times and specific circumstances, it makes them incredibly relevant to us today. In fact, one of the rules in writing when they teach you how to write, specifically books, they talk about writing to one. To figure out what's the, who's the one person that you're addressing. Who is the one person that you are writing this poem or this book or this blog to? And how are you going to speak directly to them? And it's the, the, the theory goes that if you pick your one, if you pick your specific, you then address the many. Because when you speak to specific circumstances in specific people's lives, in specific spaces, it actually starts to relate to so many other people. Have you ever had someone start sharing their struggles and sharing their own personal problems and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, that's me too. Anyone been there before? Yeah, because when people are addressing specific situations and specific circumstances and specific places, it's amazing how powerful those are for us as individually. So they remain incredibly relevant to us today. In fact, most of the scriptures are these letters, historical accounts of events or poetry to specific people. And in that, they claim to be, and I would say from my personal experience, are like a portal to the heart and the presence of God. That they become a doorway, a pathway to enter into, to walk alongside, to engage in, that move us into the heart and the presence of God. And here's what I love about this, is that it separates the Bible from so many other religious texts out there, spiritual texts. Because when you look at the texts of most religions, I think what's happened is that you have one person who has had this direct download from God, And when they talk about how they wrote these spiritual texts, it's almost like they go into a trance and they grab their pen and they just start writing, right? (laughs) Or they have special stones with like a seer stone and they're able to like translate what's going on there because an angel's speaking to them. And it's this very like mystical, spiritual experience that's taking place. And I actually think that that's what most people think about when they think about the Bible, that somehow these writers were all of a sudden like, and they just start writing down, right? (laughs) From God to us. Now, here's the thing. While they are divinely inspired and they were written by divinely inspired individuals, they were writing to real-life circumstances, to flesh and blood, to things that were happening there in their time. And while we don't have any more people writing scriptures, what we currently have act as this portal to the presence of God, to his heart and to his voice. And in that, they become incredibly, incredibly relevant to our lives today. See, one of the things I also love about the scriptures is they're actually proof that God is interested in conversing with us today. See, because if the scriptures are what they claim to be, a portal, a passage, a pathway to the heart of God, to the voice of God, to the presence of God, then they do exactly just that. (laughs) It's one thing to write a book and then put it out there and forget about it. I wrote a book in February of 2020. It was published in February of 2020. Great time to write a, publish a book the day the pandemic comes out. My book came out. And I forget that I write a book sometimes. In fact, sometimes when I'm speaking or I'm doing events, people will introduce me. This is Nathan. He's a pastor, trainer, coach, and author. And I forget. I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote a book, right? Because it's out there somewhere in the universe on Amazon. You can buy it now for $15.99. Anyhow, um, (laughs) 
But it's another thing for God to write letters to us and then to continue conversing through those letters to us, to continue the dialogue with us here and now thousands of years later. See, it's one thing for God to write letters. It's another thing for him to desire to actively communicate through them to us today. And when you think about it, of all the things that God could be up to, of all the things that God would want to do with his time and his energy and all of his abundance and goodness that he lives in, the thing that he's actually interested in doing is speaking to you. And he does that through a lot of different forms. But what I love about the scriptures is that it doesn't require an experience it doesn't require like getting into the mood. It doesn't re require like trying to calm your mind and figure out where God is. When we engage the scriptures, it just becomes an immediate portal to what God's up to and where he's at and what he's speaking to us today. Some have said that the scriptures have something to say about everything in life, and that's just actually categorically not true. Because actually like you can't read the Bible and figure out like what mortgage rate should I be using, right? <laughs> That's going to be very impractical for that. You can't, you can't like read through the Bible and try to figure out like the ethics of the metaverse. I mean, you probably could get some things here and there, but like the, the nitty gritty of that, you, like the, the concept of air travel is not in the scriptures anywhere. It's not going to be helpful for anything like that. But here's the beautiful thing is that the scriptures are actually up to a much deeper conversation. They're not up to the specifics of what's happening in specific situation, they're actually having a deeper conversation. And that deeper conversation is, what does it actually mean to be human? What does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to be in relationship with God and with one another? And in that, ironically, it actually does speak to everything, at least everything that matters. David was this warrior poet. He wrote a chunk of the Old Testament, and he loved the word of God and the words of God. And he, he wrote much of what we know as the Psalms today, which were a collection of songs. And there's one Psalm, one song that he wrote in particular, Psalm 119, that was kind of like his, his love letter to the scriptures. And I want to read this to you. It's from the message translation. And I want you to hear his heart and his relationship to the scriptures and to the word of God. He says this, you are blessed when you stay on course. Walk steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You don't walk straight along the road he, you walk straight along the road he set. You, God, prescribed the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping to the course you set then I've never had any regrets in comparing my life with your counsel. I thank you for speaking straight from your heart. I learned the pattern of your righteous ways. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Don't ever walk off and leave me. How can a young person live a clean life? By carefully reading the map of your word. I'm single-minded in pursuit of you. Don't let me miss the road signs you've posted. I, I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart so I won't sin myself bankrupt. Be blessed, God. Train me in your ways of wise living. I'll transfer it to my lips. All the counsel that comes from your mouth. I delight far more in what you tell me about living than in gathering a pile of riches. I ponder every morsel of wisdom from you. 
I attentively watch how you've done it. I relish everything you've told me of life. I won't forget a word of it. Be generous with me and I'll live a full life, not for a minute while I take my eyes off your road. Open my eyes so I can see what you show me of your miracle wonders. I'm a stranger in these parts. Give me clear directions. My soul is starved and hungry, ravenous, insatiable for your nourishing commands. All those who think they know so much Ignore everything you tell them. Let them have it. Don't let them mock and humiliate me. I've been careful to do just what you've said. While bad neighbors maliciously gossip about me, I'm absorbed in pondering your wise counsel. Yes, your sayings on life are what gives me delight. I'll listen to them as good neighbors. See, David clearly understood the scriptures as a pathway to living a a vibrant, abundant life. And when we enter into the conversations that the scriptures offer us, they offer protection and confirmation and illumination to our lives. And so over the summer, we're going to be entering into a conversation that we're calling Dear 2022. And we've asked all of our communicators to be considering and thinking through and sharing passages from the scriptures with this one question in mind. And here is the question that I've asked all of our communicators to consider over the next few, over the next few months. That if God was still speaking through the scriptures, what would he be saying to 2022? What would he be saying to us today through these timeless words? See, here's the thing. There's a lot speaking to us right now, if you haven't noticed, right? I, I mean, right now there are memes on social media screaming to us. There are news stations screaming to us. There are politicians and governments and laws screaming to us. And I don't know about you, but I feel so much like David when he's like, I am a stranger in these parts. Do do any of you just look out at the world around you and just think, I have no idea how to navigate this. I have no idea how to find my way through all of this. See, probably even more important that we pause and ask, what might God be saying in the midst of all of this? You hear all kinds of thoughts all the times from the scriptures, but this, what we're gonna be focusing on over the next few weeks is what we believe God is saying here and now to us in this specific situation. And so here's the playing field for the next few weeks here at Humanity Church. Every single Sunday, you're going to be hearing from two different communicators who are going to be giving 12-minute talks. It's like a TED Talk here at church, all right? (laughs) And so you're going to get short talks specifically around, hey, here is what I believe God is saying to us here in 2022. If God was having a message for our culture here and today from the scriptures, I believe this is one of the things that he would highlight, that he would pinpoint, that he would say is most important above everything else. And so we're going to have a conversation around what those passages are. But then we're going to give you the opportunity to break up into small groups of two or three here in our auditorium. And if you're online, your hosts are going to be guiding you through the conversations in the chat room. And what I'm going to ask you to do is get with two or three other people. No more than three. So if you have a family of five, break it up, all right? Uh, And just get with two or three people. And we're just going to give you two discussion questions to actually begin discussing what God is saying to you here and now through the scriptures. These scriptures were never actually meant to be like a textbook that we just read and memorize and regurgitate. They were actually meant to be living, breathing within us and that they impacted how we lived, how we dialogued, how we 
we engaged one another. And so we actually want to do what the scriptures call us to do. Now, here's a, th- here's a couple things in this. When we ask you to dialogue, we're going to actually ask you to dialogue, all right? Now, I know this is a very lost art in 2022. So the first thing that I think God would be saying to you is talk, all right? <laughs> Put down your phone. This is not an Instagrammable moment. Like, look at us having a moment, all right? <laughs> this is just you talking. I know it's a very novel idea, but we're going to go, we're going to go super old school over the next few weeks. Now, here's the thing. For you introverts, this is going to be like the most amazing thing you've ever experienced. You're going to be like, finally, I get to talk to someone. I don't have to just sit and listen, all right? I know for you introverts, this is a little horrifying right now, all right? And in fact, you're probably thinking that this is a really good time to use the bathroom and not come back, all right? For those of you who are online, it's great for both, right? But here's my request. For those of you who are extroverts, make sure that those who are around you who may be a little more introverted have space to talk, maybe ask them a question, all right? And for those of you who are introverted, look, take a moment, take a breath, and take this as an opportunity just to connect to some other person around you. Now, I'm going to ask this. If you're like in a group of two and you see someone awkwardly off to the corner by themselves going, I don't know what I'm doing here, invite them into your group, all right? Invite them to come have a dialogue with you about what's what's taking place. I am just committed to bringing dialogue back to the scriptures and having conversations around what God is doing and that this too, like our humanity groups, would be a place where we engage what God is saying and then engage it with one another in a meaningful way. So first two questions that I'm going to ask you to talk through is this. What is one thing that you have sensed God has been speaking to you? You may not even be a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're disconnected from God. But if you look that your life, maybe he's not speaking to you verbally. He actually probably isn't, right? But he may be, but maybe you can look at what's taking place in your life circumstances, in your emotions, in your thoughts. And if God has been speaking to you or he might be speaking to you, what's one thing that you sense? Man, I think God might be saying this to me in this season of my life. So I want you to talk about that. And the second thing I'd like for you to talk about, if God was saying something to society, to our culture in 2022, what do you think his conversation would be about? If you were to pick one thing that you think God would want to have this conversation with us here and now, what would that be? So here's your first opportunity. I'm going to ask you to look around, find a friend, all right? My, my son, who just graduated from TK, does this very quickly, all right? He's just like, you want to be a friend? So let's all be in TK today, all right? Let's just like, let's find a friend, all right? So no more than three, two or three other people. Find someone around you. If someone's awkwardly on their phone, like, I don't know what I'm doing here, invite them in. Questions are going to be up on the screen. Take five minutes, all right? You got five minutes. We're going to put on some music and discuss, all right? Go. That's awesome. I hear, I hear the conversations going. Good morning, everyone. My name is Juan. I'm an elder and communicator here. How is everyone? So, dear 2022, um, we've been through a lot in the last six months, right? And I'll let you into a little bit of, I don't know if you can relate to this. I think you can. For me, there's a lot of noise out there these days. A lot of noise. And to be honest, I'm confused by a lot of it. And friends, will, friends of mine will tell you that I'm actually traumatized by text messages these days. Um, I've currently got 1,912 unanswered emails. 
my wife's laughing. It, it, it's, it's absolutely true. I don't know how to make heads or tails out of what's happening. And I feel stuck, and I am geared towards pessimism. And 2022 is giving me some positive messages, but 2022 has provided a lot of confusing noise for me, and it has paralyzed me, and I find myself standing in my living room simply able to do one of two things, go into the garage and lift something heavy, or watch television. I'm stuck, guys. I am stuck. Anybody relate? Anxiety as around me is thriving. I mean, there's anxiety in my home. There's virtually some level of high level of anxiety everywhere. At work. And I'm not talking about you know, theoretical anxiety. I, mean, I see it in me and I see it in my friends. And then what do I do? Because I am also then like prone to pessimism. Anybody out there? So somebody says something, and right away I go into, that's dumb. <laughs> right? How are you going to live your life with that thought? And it doesn't occur to me, simply me assuming that that's dumb, what about me asking myself the question is, how am I going to live my life with that thought? Well, so far... Anxiety, 1,912 unanswered emails, and every time I get an alert on my text, there's a little trauma that goes through my body. Awesome. <laughs> and then as Nathan opened up, and this is where I think Scripture and the Bible is so amazing. Not everyone out there thinks that Scripture and the Bible is so amazing, but it is a portal into the soul of everything that is good and that God wants to share with us. I don't know. I, my experience is when I open up Scripture, when I read Scripture, I have continual aha and aha moments and epiphanies every time because I'm able to, by God's grace, to stop all my condemning pessimistic, pessimistic thoughts and think like, what is it that God has here for me? For me, Juan Garcia, who is struggling answering emails. I've become so traumatized that I cannot answer an email. I need help. What do you have for me, God? And then something like this comes up. In Philippians, Paul, the writer of that letter, he is like shooting straight into the heart of joy. He, he wants the followers of Jesus to experience joy in a way that is unprecedented. And Paul was in jail, possibly back of his mind, they could kill me here, right? But he wasn't in like a crazy jail. Like we think of, I don't know why I go here. I think about a cave in the Roman Empire. 
with bars. That's actually not the jail that he was in. He was in house arrest. So he could see some people. They were providing food. And the thing that struck me is like, I've been in a very similar place. Nice food gets delivered to me. Right? I have conversations. But I am struggling with finding the joy that God has. And I imagine Paul was in a very similar situation. It's like, God is so good. Rejoice. And where's the path to joy here? Anybody relate to that? And it is, man, I'm telling you, I, I act like I'm happy, just so you guys know. I studied as an actor, so I am a very good, we could call it liar, but uh, performer. Um, so I put on a good show, halfway decent show, because my family knows, my good friends know. And then Paul says something like this, and it is a portal straight into the mind of God, like what God wants. He goes, look here, I'm asking you, everyone here, 2022, who wants to live in joy? Let me hear it. Okay, some want to live in joy. Cool. I'm going to ask again, who wants to live in this unprecedented joy where all you can see is loveliness and strength and beauty? Can you, can you imagine what transformation would happen in your body if that's how you lived? Awesome. And this is what Paul says, and this is what God says. Sisters, brothers, if you want joy... Juan, if you want joy, you're going to have to do something with this default pessimism that you have. And God doesn't say, change your default. He says this, sisters, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. He didn't tell me, Juan, stop thinking negative thoughts. He said, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is excellent, whatever is worthy of praise, think on this he is saying, here is the road to transformation. Don't stop this. Do this. See the light in the heart of your neighbor. See the beauty in your child. See the struggle in your friend. And reach out. Just bathe yourself with everything that is noble and with everything that is admirable and and things will change overnight. Oh, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> Dang it. He said, keep doing this. Wake up in the morning with this on your mind and with this on your, on your tongue. Like, could you imagine waking up first thing in the morning? How about, who likes getting texts at 6 o'clock in the morning? And remember, every time you text me at 6 o'clock, you've contributed to my trauma. So just, 
Just know that. Okay, but what if you got a call at some reasonable time, 7.30, and said, hey, bro, thinking about you, you are the most amazing person that I know in this area. Like, the way you reach out to me is awesome. Thank you. Have that be your first conversation in the day, right? I don't know about you, first conversations I have are about solving problems at work, right? Let that be the thing. Let's live that. And I'm clear, 2022 has given us all kinds of noise. Look, this last week alone has been crazy. Over the last 10 days, the U.S. Supreme Court has made some major rulings. And yes, I am talking about the U.S. Supreme Court in church who has made a bunch of rulings. And I'm going to tell you that those rulings did not lead anybody to higher degrees of loveliness, higher degrees. And some people think, oh, awesome, we won, whatever. Other people think, awesome, we lost, whatever. But none of these rulings made us lovelier, made us more pure, made us more admirable, made us more noble. Nothing changed in the heart of men. Why? Because God says, I've got this download I have for you. Whatever is lovely, focus on that. This is not going to, and the cool thing is 2022 is not over, guys. We have a whole six months left. We actually have six months where we could practice this and see what happens to our hearts and to our minds and to our city and to our neighbor. Could you imagine what might happen? You might actually be so transformed that you invite your neighbor for dinner, which hasn't happened in the last 12 years. That'd be interesting. So I'm going to leave you with these questions. Who in your life displays the character, a noble and admirable character? And what about them is noble and, and admirable? And I really want you to get into the conversation. Like, go straight to the person that makes you cry because they're so beautiful. Okay? That's where I want you to go. The next question is, the second question is, what in your life, and I don't mean like here, and those of you online, I mean you specifically. You specifically. What in your life is worthy of praise? Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com 